this episode will include New Music Weekly, where I will be giving you guys a rundown and a recap on just some of the new music in hip-hop and R&B. Also, I'm going to be sharing with you guys some of my favorite highlights from this past weekend's 63rd Annual Grammy Awards. And, you guys, it's been three days since the tragic helicopter crash killing Kobe Bryant, his daughter, Gigi, and seven other victims. Um, We have some updates on Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife, and we're going to be talking about that. Plus, you guys, there are articles floating around about how black celebrities are ignoring black press on red carpets. Let's talk about it. My name is Lanis, and you're listening to Ulanis Radio. Okay, guys, so it actually took me some time to put up an episode for this week. It was, my heart was just so heavy after hearing about the tragic, just horrific uh, helicopter crash that happened in Calabasas, California, that killed uh, Kobe Bryant, Gianna, his daughter, and seven other victims. My heart is just—it's just—it's just so hard, you know, to to deal with something like that. I can't even—I can't even imagine what it must be like for the families. But I just want to send my condolences and my love and prayers to them um, during this um, very sad time. Um, today is Wednesday, and we did get a post from Vanessa Bryant. She posted to her Instagram, and she did make a statement. Uh, she has a beautiful photo up of the family, and in her Instagram post uh, caption, she wrote, My girls and I want to thank the millions of people who've shown support and love during this horrific time. Thank you for all the prayers. We definitely need them. We are completely devastated by the sudden loss of my adoring husband, Kobe, the amazing father of our children, and my beautiful, sweet Gianna, a loving, thoughtful, and wonderful daughter, an amazing sister, to Natalia, Bianca, and Capri. We also are devastated for the families who lost their loved ones on Sunday, and we share in their grief intimately. There aren't enough words to describe our pain right now. I take comfort in knowing that Kobe and Gigi both knew that they were so deeply loved. We were so incredibly blessed to have them in our lives. I wish they were here with us forever. They were our beautiful blessings taken from us too soon. I'm not sure what our lives hold beyond today. It's impossible to imagine life without them. But we wake up each day trying to keep pushing because Kobe and our baby girl, Gigi, are shining us are shining on us to light the way.
Our love for them is endless, and that's to say immeasurable. I just wish I could hug them, kiss them, and bless them. Have them here with us forever. Thank you for sharing your joy, your grief, and your support with us. We ask that you grant us the respect and privacy we will need to navigate this new reality. Yeah, that 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 is that is really difficult. Um um and and it's and you know, I know it had to have been hard to even um come up with the words for this post. You know, it's just it's just such a it's just such a sad thing to get through, you know, and uh, I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, because this this past decade has actually been kind of rough for me. You know, I lost my brother a couple of years back and my dad uh, passed away in 2016. And, you know, in the, in the beginning, you know, when it first happens, you know, you have your family around, everybody's being supportive and you know, you have to get through the whole wake and the funeral arrangements and then have the actual burial. And then, you know, when the smoke starts to clear, then it's really just you and the person in the mirror, you know, still trying to figure out how you're going to get yourself through this without this person being there. You know, it it definitely hits different when it's a significant other. You know, that person that is significant in your life. When you start to lose those people, it definitely hits different, you know, than a distant relative or, you know, a classmate that you went to school with or, you know, but when it's like a mom or a dad or a sibling or a husband or a wife or your kids, you know, you always hear that growing up. I used to hear it all the time. You know, no parent wants to bury their child. So... With that being said, I just hope that, um, you know, there's enough love and support around um, for as much time as she needs, you know, as much time as these other families need. I hope that they are, you know, um, reaching out and um, don't seclude themselves, you know, um, and, uh, you know, it's it's really a hard time to deal with. So you definitely should not be alone. Um, And with Vanessa's situation, you know, um, some people may say, oh, she's got to be strong because she got her three daughters. But, you know, in actuality, that's kind of the wrong thing to say. Um, Yes, she can be. I'm pretty sure she can. I'm pretty sure she's a very strong woman. But does she have to be strong for her daughters? No, she shouldn't have to take on the full responsibility of being strong for the girls. She doesn't have to be because there's so much love there that they can actually support each other. The love is the strength that is between them. The love is the strength that will hold them. And um, the love is the strength that will get them through. So, you know, she has that unconditional love from her daughters and vice versa. They have that from her and they also have the memories of Kobe Bryant and of um, Gianna. So with that, um, they will in time be able to get through this. Vanessa Kobe finished her Instagram caption um, by saying, 
to honor our Team Mamba family, the Mamba Sports Foundation has set up the Mamba on Three Fund to help support the families affected by this tragedy. To donate, please go to mambaon3.org. To further Kobe and Gianna's legacy in youth sports, please visit mambasportsfoundation.org. Thank you so much for lifting us up in your prayers and for loving Kobe, Gigi, Natalia, Bianca, Capri, and me. Shout out to Alicia Keys, who hosted uh, this past weekend's 63rd Annual Grammy Awards. Um, Due to such a sad time, um, I think that she did just a phenomenal job. And my favorite, one of my favorite highlights from the Grammy Awards was definitely when she um, brought on Boys to Men and they did an acapella uh, version of uh, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday and um, it, it was beautiful and, and it was it was it was it was a beautiful thing that she did and she also helped to uplift the um, the audience and uh, the audience in um, person and also the audience that was viewing on TV uh, she I, I felt like she definitely helped to uplift the um, the air she helped to uplift the energy around and uh, she did a very great job with doing that so shout out to Alicia Keys girl rapper Wiz Khalifa was scheduled to perform at a venue this past weekend in Park City Utah However, the event was canceled. Here's why. According to sources, the Park City Police were conducting a compliance check during Wiz's performance. At that time, allegedly, Wiz appeared to be holding what looked like weed. When the uh, police decided to crash the venue and they asked that Wiz put out the weed, but allegedly the rapper refused. Um... During this confrontation, unfortunately, allegedly, someone in the crowd threw a bottle and injured Park City Chief of Police Wade Carpenter. Um, According to sources, the officer Carpenter escaped with minor injuries, while Wiz admittedly fled the venue during the ruckus. 32-year-old rapper Wiz Khalifa later tweeted, I had to run from the cops last night. Good thing I remembered my training. Hashtag Taylor Gang. He also, he also later tweeted, homie with the badge can suck it easy. He ruined it for everybody. So I guess Wiz was a little bit down about, you know, how the whole venue had to get shut down over some weed. Um, it's kind of messed up, you know. Weed is pretty much has been legalized in a lot of states now. So, I mean, you know. But hey, I don't know. I wasn't there. And that's the story. Um, so far, no one has been arrested for it. Injuring uh, Chief Officer Carpenter, but the investigation is still ongoing. So some of my highlights from this 
past weekend's 63rd annual Grammy Awards included Lizzo, of course. Um, I thought she was phenomenal. Perfection. Um, and I also liked Tyler, the creator, as weird as fuck as that performance was, it was pretty damn awesome. Um, it included Charlie Wilson and Boys to Men, and it was phenomenal. Um, who else was there? There was, we talked about, uh, Alicia Keys and Boys to Men, And there also was, um, you know, I also loved the performance with uh, Blake and Gwen Stefani. I thought it was so sweet and romantic. It was so cute. Um, And I'm a huge fan of Gwen Stefani, by the way. Um, Love Gwen. And let's see who else was there. Uh, Arrow Smith. What? Okay. I don't know how old these guys are. They've been around for a while. But Arrow Smith is 100% still rocking and very, very fucking relevant. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, who else is there? Um, we have Usher. Loves his performance for Prince. Um, you know, there was a few mixed <laughs> comments on social media about him and uh, that performance. Um, some people had some questions about the wardrobe, but I actually thought his performance was really good. Um, I actually liked his uh selection of wardrobe um you know whoever the wardrobe stylist was i think they did a great job i'm pretty sure usher is not going to be coming on stage with his ass out so i think uh i think they did a good job um let's see who am i leaving out i know i'm leaving out some people uh i wrote down a list And I know that I've gone through pretty much the bulk of it. But let's see if I've left out just a few more. Um, Okay, we talked about Alicia Keys and Boys to Men, uh, Blake and Gwen Stefani, Tyler the Creator. (gasps) How could I forget about Ariana Grande? Oh my goodness, Ariana Grande. Absolutely, absolutely positively phenomenal. Um... It was just like watching the music video. It was perfect. Um, who else? Oh, Lil Nas X and Nas. Okay, I loved them and their performance, and it was just great. So guys, that pretty much wraps it up for my favorite highlights from this year's Grammy Awards. Attention listeners, I want to say that if you are listening to this episode, I'm not sure about the rest of my podcast where you guys will be streaming, but I know if you are listening to this episode, then most likely you are either listening on the Anchor app or on Spotify, 
Okay, and with that being said, being that this is a weekly recap of music and R&B and hip hop, in order for you guys to hear the snippets of what I'm playing, you would need to be streaming this episode via Anchor app. So you could either download the app and listen on Anchor, or you can listen to Anchor on the website from your laptop. Is anyone else as excited as I am to hear this upcoming debut album from Megan Thee Stallion titled Sugar? I mean, she has already given us a sneak peek into this album release. Uh, She is one of my new music recaps this week with her new single titled B-I-T-C-H. Yes, go ahead, Megan. Okay, so Megan is booked and busy, honey. She is playing at Coachella, Banaroo, Rolling Loud, Miami, Buku, Hangout, Broccoli City, and she's also performing at two Super Bowl events. This girl is so busy already. It's so early on in her career, and she's just getting started. She has also given hints to um, some of the features on her upcoming debut album. Um, On this Alter Ego album, Megan says that she is going to be having features such as SZA, Kalani, and the album will be produced by Juicy J. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) And now it's time for my Guess Who Sampled It segment where I play a music track for you guys and you will take a guess at who currently has a single out right now and sampled from the track. Shout out to Bootsy Collins. And if you guys know who sampled this song, I want you to at me on any of my social platforms and let me know which artist you think currently has a single out right now with a sample from this track. And now it's time to listen to the track. Hey guys, so I've come across quite a few articles um, that have been posted throughout the years, throughout the past few years about how um, black celebrities have been choosing to not do interviews with black media on the red carpet. Um, this is, this is kind of sad to hear about this, um, from personal experience, I have seen it, um, it actually has happened to me on the red carpet as a photographer or as a videographer, um, I have attended red carpets and had to, um, get coverage and it happens, um, I haven't been in the game that long, I'm still kind of a newbie. So for me, it was it was a feel of, of disappointment, but at the same time, um, it could have been due to the circumstances. Um, like for example, I've noticed in the most recent article I've come across about this matter, um, uh, they're pointing out uh, this uh, past weekend's uh, Grammy red carpet, and the Grammys. Uh, is a very massive um, ceremony. It's a huge event. Like they call it, it's the night of music. It's the Oscars of music. Um, And and in LA, 
it's not just Grammy night, it's Grammy week. So there's like pre-parties, there's after parties, after the Grammys, there's a lot going on like for the whole week. So um, celebrities are attending these events pretty much all week. Now, all celebrities don't go to all events and some, some go to some and some don't and that's just what it is. Um, but with the red carpet, um, in this article about the Grammys, um, they had a video clip that showed, um, some of the black celebrities walking past this black journalist. Um, I believe he was from, um, Black Tree TV, uh, media. And, um, he was trying to get, um, interviews and I saw like, I think it was Quavo from the Migos. It was a uh, little Nas X and um, the guy from the Roots. Uh, they, you know, were walking past him pretty fast. And even the guy from the Roots, he was like, hey, I got to go. I got to go. And you could hear people in the back like, they're closing the door. They're closing the door. Um, so with that particular venue, that particular um, event, that is a little bit difficult to narrow down to just black celebrities saying no we don't want to do interviews and also in the group of that journalist there were other journalists there that they were also being bypassed as well I saw like a girl with her hand out and they were just bypassing her too um so in these situations it's kind of it's kind of tricky because um like I said from personal experience um I have seen it but also I know like at an event like this due to the sensitive matter of uh, the loss of Kobe Bryant, there was a lot of things going on. You know, even Alicia Keys, when, when she went on stage as the host for the Grammy, she she even said it. She's like, oh gosh, she's like, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on in the back. There's a lot going on here. And I think also, you know, due to that matter, due to everything happening and people getting the news about Kobe's death, um, you know, there probably was a lot of emotions going. People were probably chattering and you know, oh my God, did you hear what happened? Is it true? And you know, all that was going on. And then on top of that, production had to make changes to the program. There had to be performances added in, you know, and I'm pretty sure it was last minute rehearsals. You know, people were already probably running behind schedule due to whatever other engagements they had going on prior to the event. You know, you got wardrobe, you got hair, you got makeup, you got all this stuff going on. You got LA traffic going on. You have um, just a, a vast amount of things going on. So when the celebrities arrive to the event, there's only a small window for the red carpet. Red carpets aren't six or 12 hours long. If not, you know, the red carpet is, is not the main event. These these people are, these celebrities are attending a main event. And the main event is the Grammys. Um, so there's only a small window to do the red carpet before the Grammys. And usually that is about a two hour window. Um, so, however, <clears throat> um, I do want to address the placement. So the article mentioned about um, unfair placement on these media lines. So when you are a photographer or a videographer and you get to these events, um, there usually are barricades. So you are placed between two barricades for the most part, um, depending on the location. Usually there's either, there's a barricade in front of you and then maybe there's another barricade behind you or a wall behind you, depending on the location. 
But when you get there, there are these name placements. You'll see a sheet with your name or your media outlet name. And that is where you're standing. And that was what one of the things that was pointed out um, in the article about how there's unfair placement. So, um, you know, as black media, you know, you have People Magazine, you have uh, the E! Channel and all of that will be placed before black media, you know. And then on top of that, there's only like one or, or between like one and three that might be there. You know, me personally, I worked independently as a freelance photographer, videographer, but there were some times that I was working um, at a red carpet, um, contracted and assigned to cover for a major outlet, such as People Magazine or E or, you know, one of those. And um, um, so with my experience, I haven't, I can't say I've really been placed to the back that I can remember, you know, I I pretty much usually am in a pretty good spot, um, that I could think of. There might've been maybe one or two times. And when I, you know what? Uh, no, not really, not really. The most, (laughs) the most bad experience I think I had is that we were shooting outside and that was for the ESPY awards. We were shooting outside. It was extremely hot. The sun was like, beaming on me like it felt like the sun was on sitting on my shoulders and I was extremely hot but as far as where I was placed um in the press line I pretty much had a good position I don't think I was I I, I wasn't in the back um but then again like I said I haven't had a lot of experiences um I haven't been doing this for years there there are some mass media that are way more you know, they, they are very well accredited in the game. Um, you know, they have mass followings of of mass traffic, um, coming to their, uh, outlet to their media outlet and, um, they deserve to be there. And so I do understand where these articles are coming from and where black media TV is coming from on that note. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, I have covered a few other uh, events also, like more intimate events. Like say, for example, like um, let's say a singing artist has a, a album release or um, um, a hearing party, a listening party, an album listening party, and they have a red carpet for that, right? Um, so that would probably be a little more intimate compared to the Grammys. So like for the listening party, it might only be like the artists coming on the red carpet, maybe a few of their producers that's on the album and whoever might be featured on the album. It wouldn't be like this mass hundreds of artists trying to walk the red carpet within a two hour time frame, take your photos, get get interviews and do all that within a two hour time frame. That time goes by pretty fast when you have hundreds of artists um, walking the red carpet. Um you know, also another thing too, uh, working, um, as a photographer and videographer, when you get to the red carpet, usually you, um, would get, uh, sometimes not all the time you would get, um, you might get like a, a a tip on who would be there. So they will let you know who is going to be at the event 
but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to show up on the red carpet. There are a lot of celebrities that attend events and they do not walk the red carpet. Um, and it might just be just the timing thing, you know? They only have a limited amount of time to get into these events before the door close and they start filming. So just like how uh, as the photographers and videographers arrive to the red carpet and they have their placement sheets. Um, a good example, like for the Grammys, the celebrities go through the same thing. They have to get inside the venue, find their placement sheet with their name on it as to where they're sitting. They have to find their seats and they have to do all this uh, before production begins filming. Um, so, you know, like the, this, they, they're seeing each other as they're walking in. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. Yeah, we got working on an album together. Yeah, that's good. You know, whatever they're chatting about, whatever rich people talk about, I don't really know. I haven't made it to that level yet. But, um, you know, so they have to get that get that situated once they get inside. And you don't want to be the celebrity that arrives to the venue, the main event, and they close the door and they're telling you, you got to hold on because they're filming. They're like, wait, hold on, hold on. We're going to wait for a break. And, you know, you may not get that break because a production break might be really slow. I'm sorry, production break might be really fast. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that um, they filmed the the Grammys um, in L.A. And um, when it airs, it's not live. So that's pretty fast that they film it and get it up real quick like that. So um, their production must be really really on point with what they're doing um the best of the best I would imagine you know and um that's that's a lot of work to get to get done and to try to stay on on time with uh with running a production you know um so yeah that that's that's way different than like I said compared to a, a more smaller um setting or not necessarily a smaller setting, but a smaller uh, red carpet, a more smaller uh, opportunity for you to have a chance to actually get those interviews um, during those more intimate settings. Uh, so that's that's what I've learned uh, is a little bit uh, different comparing the event. So like the Grammys may be kind of a, a crazy place to be trying to get those but again, I want to take it back to the main things that stood out to me in these articles about um, black artists ignoring <clears throat> black media. And we have already talked about one, which was the placement of where the photographers and the videographers are placed. Um, and the other is just allowing more access. Uh, the Grammys also had a press room. You know, which is more like a press room conference setting. That's where the celebrities came out after they got their award. You know, they gave their speech. They answered some questions, stuff like that. You don't get to see how many black media is in there, but there's probably very limited. So, you know, with that being said, uh, I do agree that that too needs to be more of a discussion to find balance, um, that there should be more um, allowed uh, black media in some of these major award, um, events. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely does need to be discussed. And, um, hopefully we're working towards that where we can have more black media 
at these red carpets. And also, celebrities, come on now. You got to be on time. You guys know y'all don't be t- y'all don't be on time. Y'all be running late. Yes, because if you are on time, then that will increase our chances of actually getting an interview. But, you know, um, to further talk about the placement of photographers and videographers, um, there's also been some events that I've gone to, and it's very, very rare. This is not something that you see all the time. But if you are on the list to do photography or to get video, um, you get there and it's first come first serve. So you pick your spot. That is very rare, but I have seen it. So I don't know if that's something that would also might be, um, helpful in this matter about as far as placement, because if you really think about it, um, like I said, there are some events that are a little more intimate, uh, as far as the red carpet goes. And there's not as much press as there is at like a Grammys or, uh, SBs or uh, Oscars or you know some of these major award ceremonies that have like 30 different outlets of press you know you have people coming in sometimes from overseas just to get press um, just to get coverage of these events um, so um, you know I don't I don't know maybe a first come first serve thing might be a better thing you know because we we work really hard to get to these events also we have to go through um, you know, security check and walk through and figure out our way or how to get there and carrying all our equipment and all that stuff. So, you know, we go through a lot just to get there and to make it there for you guys as well. So, yeah. So in closing, do I think there needs to be more open discussion about, uh, placement for photographers and videographers, uh, people trying to get interviews on the red carpet? Yes, I do. I think definitely there needs to be um, hopefully a more better way. With that in mind, I also want to add that I also think there needs to be a consideration about doing coverage outside. There has been some events that I've gone to that, uh, you know, they, the setup is just downright just torture because there's no, uh, covering or shade provided if you're shooting outside and we're waiting there for hours and it's just really bad dehydrated no water i've done some events where they they come around and they they hand out little bottles of water and that's great but there are some events where they just don't care they just it's scorching hot in la and you're trying to wait for celebrity arrivals and it's just it's just so bad but um anyhow so the other thing was uh what needs to be talked about is uh, uh allowing more access granted like i said you know Um, There were some people at the Grammys that probably had access to the red carpet, but they may not have had access to that uh, press room where they had the conference um, where they were asking questions to the people who won awards. So, you know, sometimes there's very limited access. um, So that also to allow uh, black media into that. So um, thank you guys. I've probably ranted more about this than I uh, should have. But um, thank you guys for listening to Ulani's radio. I am going to take you guys out with the last of the music recap from this week. And uh, that is how we're going to be ending the show. So until next time, guys, I will talk with y'all soon. Peace.
attention music artists, co-hosts, and sponsors. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to collaborate with you guys. All my contact info will be in the bio, or you can hit me up directly on Twitter, Ulanis, or IG, Ulanis. Can't wait to hear from you guys. Talk to you soon.